Welcome to the Jesus Never Ran podcast, where we focus on taking time in our lives to make a difference in this world. I'm your host, Matt Kinzera. Let's take a walk. Getting it out there is so painful and awesome and lovely and, oh. When my burn burned down, Paradise of California burned down. So who am I to sit here and complain about my lot in life? There comes a point in time where you just have to milk the damn goat. That's the lion, that's the lion, that's the lion. That's it, man. That's it, bro. It is winter time, and one of the greatest things that I love to do in the winter is start a nice fire. Nothing better than a toasty fire, warming up the house. And of course, I like to be with my lovely wife and some friends and my favorite beverage from Infinity Beverages. You can check them out at www.infinitybeverages.com. All sorts of great things from wines to spirits. You will not be disappointed. And here's the great thing. They can deliver right to your door. So make sure you go to their website at www.infinitybeverages.com and check them out today. Speaking of Infinity Beverages... A number of years ago, on Friday afternoons, my wife Susie and I used to finish up our long week by heading to our favorite little winery right up the hill. We'd walk in the doors, it was this old industrial building, I think it used to be a tire factory back in the day. We'd walk into this little building, there's this little room with maybe three tables. So we'd grab a glass of wine and Matt Rick, was always behind the counter, willing to tell us all about the wine that he had made because he is the founder of Infinity Beverages, who, as you know, is one of the sponsors on the Jesus Never Ran podcast. Well, since that time, Matt's business has exploded, and he's no longer in this tiny little tasting room in a huge old brick building. Now he's got his own space. It's incredible. He's not only doing wines, but he's expanded into all sorts of other drinks as well. And the reason that it's important for you to hear about Matt Rick and from Matt Rick is number one, because he's a successful business owner. But I know a lot of successful business owners who, because of the way that they live and operate, they should never be featured on Jesus Never Ran because they just run themselves ragged. But Matt, early on in his business, really, he's been doing this for maybe a decade. Early on in his business, he's already at the stage where he is doing what he's passionate about and he's not doing the things that he doesn't enjoy. And he gives plenty of time to his family, plenty of time to his friends, and more than any young entrepreneur that I know, he seems to really get this idea of what it looks like to live a balanced life while being passionate about a business that you started and are continuing to grow. Now, Matt and I have become good friends over the years, and he's actually a part of the Jesus Never Ran Dream Team, and of course, as I already mentioned, one of the sponsors for this podcast. And I knew when I asked him about this interview, it'd be a little bit of a stretch for a guy who doesn't like to be in front of a lot of people and doesn't necessarily like being in the limelight. So I wanted him to be in the most comfortable environment for him because I know he has a ton to offer. So we headed over to Matt's house and we went in, greeted his wonderful wife, Kayla, saw his beautiful daughter, Adelina, and his new baby girl. And we just sat down in his basement and just talked about what it looks like to be the owner and founder of Infinity Beverages. And where did it all start?
got started in high school for better or worse and used to work in a lot of hospitality establishments working in front of house service and everything um back then i started making infused liquors um one way or another we would find a way to get a base alcohol and we weren't making it but we were infusing it and it's kind of like cooking with with liquid and it, you know obviously it was popular with friends back then and so you know we made it for ourselves and uh and it kind of grew from there but you started selling wine at higher-end restaurants and then uh eventually wanted to do this you know forever but i didn't want to work nights and weekends every day so i got into the production side of it now a lot of people enter the party scene at some point in their lives but it's a true entrepreneur who moves into that scene and starts asking the question how can i turn this into a great business and that's really what matt did that's the beginning of his story he was in that world and suddenly he started uh enjoying different aspects of it and started messing around like a mad scientist and started infusing things and i don't even know what that means so i had to ask matt what was it that you were doing this is so fascinating to me especially when i go to his place right now and i see all these big silver vats it's like this guy with beakers and goggles and stuff back there just making crazy awesome things so here's a little bit of education on what an infused beverage even is infused uh, so essentially if you're going to make a real flavored product like if you're going to make vanilla espresso vodka Right. Instead of doing with a lot of uh, larger establishments or not to pick on the big guys, but what they do is they add a flavoring agent or, you know, artificial flavoring a lot of the time and poof, it tastes like vanilla or you can make it taste like cotton candy instantly. Right. Um, But when you do an infusion, it's kind of like steeping it with tea, uh, like how you make tea. Just normally you don't heat it because heating it's kind of will mess with the sensitivity of the alcohol and depending on what the product is, it might ruin the flavor. But uh, a lot of what we do uh, right now is steeping it, kind of like making tea or like doing a cold brew where you steep it at room temperature or chilled, and then it takes on the flavors naturally from whatever you're steeping in there. Now, Matt was always drawn to the hospitality industry. He even met his wife, Kayla, in a very different version of it. Kayla and I met in college, and we were both working in the dining services. Right, and I was doing one role. She was working in sub sandwich area, doing that, and I would always I was scoping her out since get go, and I'd make sure to get my sandwiches from her because we got lunch with, I think our our shift or whatever, and she always gave me extra cheese on my subs, so I mean, that did it for me. Food, the way to a person's heart. I'm telling you, <laughs> us men can be such simple creatures. All it took for Kayla was a little extra cheese on Matt's sub sandwich. And there you go, husband and wife. That's all it took. Now, Kayla is such an integral part of this story because what happened is after Matt started getting interested in infusing liquors and different things like that, he actually just moved into the corporate banking world. And he was there for a very short time and all of that short time, he hated it. And so he stepped out of that role and Kayla supported him as he did that. And it takes 
the entire family to be invested. It definitely takes husband and wife to be invested in a dream. And Kayla is such a huge supporter of what Matt does. Also works for the business some as well. But it wouldn't have been possible had it not been both of their dreams. And so Kayla is so vital in this role. But let's jump right in to what I believe makes this story so special. And that is the moment that Matt started to realize that his focus, his attention has to be on the things that he enjoys and also that he's good at. I realized that although I, I could do that end of it pretty well, I, as I did it for longer and longer, it wasn't something that got me up in the morning. You know, I kind of not that all people suck, but some people do, and it makes it rough if you got to do that day in and day out, and some people can really thrive off that, and I don't. So I thrive off numbers and doing the analytics and, and making things. Now, maybe you're the type of person that has an interest in a certain industry, but because you know who you are, you don't necessarily see yourself as a perfect fit. Now, if you look at the industry that Matt is in, the industry where it's all about hospitality, so much of it is how you treat your customer, yet that's not the space that made Matt come alive. It's not that he can't do it. It's just not the space that he really enjoys. And so he took an aspect of, hey, I still want to be a part of this industry, but I'm going to do it in a different way. I'm not always going to be the upfront person. I'm actually going to be the production person, but I'm going to support great people who are upfront. But I can imagine that that is not an easy process to get to. When we first started Infinity, I was I was doing everything, which a lot of people do when they first start their their businesses, and um, you know, but I, I realized pretty quickly, or you know, three years in, um, that I needed to have other people do what I can't do. You know, I guess not that I was doing horrible at it, but I got to go what I can excel in and hire somebody else to do what they could excel in in that part that I'm weak at, and and just that's that's been like the last six or seven years just trying to put the right people in those roles so that we can elevate to the next level and and get me doing more of what I'm best at and get them doing more of what they're best at and when they got to elevate to the next level we hire somebody else to do what you know their weak points are so many entrepreneurs never get to this space it takes a lot of humility to realize that you don't have everything that your business or your ministry or your nonprofit needs to succeed. Matt realized that there's things that he's really good at and there's other things that he's not so good at and he needed all of it to be successful. Now, it's really important that we all consider that wherever we are, whatever we're doing, it's not only important to realize our strengths, but it's also important to realize our weaknesses. And when we identify those weaknesses, those are the first spaces that we truly have to let go of. And that is what defined the beginning of the greatness of what Matt's been involved with, is that he was willing to let go of some control in the business that he started. And even when I say that, it almost like makes the hairs on my neck stand up because I know firsthand how difficult that can be. So I wanted to know from somebody who's done this very, very well, 
How did you get there? What was that first step like? How did you get from it being just you to now the point where you have something like 20 employees all working together, making Infinity Beverages such a great experience? It was an incremental process. <laughs> and I just got done talking to another uh, winery owner today and a different board meeting that we were having. And, and uh, uh, I won't tell you too much about their personal situation, but she was kind of the same thing where they want to hire off some stuff, but they don't want to hire off a lot. And they kind of are struggling with letting go of some of it. But I mean, like I told them, you know, as soon as you do it, you're going to start feeling the freedom from it and how much more you can accomplish and what you should focus on and what you're doing really well. And you'll actually be able to leverage your time to do more things that you do really well. And before you know it, all of a sudden you can afford to hire other people because they're doing, you know, and, and you're, you're leveraging those people's time and everyone's doing what they love and it, it gets a lot easier. Um, but it was incremental for me in the beginning. I kind of hired somebody on one, one day a week to let them take off so I could get out of there on Fridays. And then eventually that person started working every Saturday shift and then they started working three days, four days a week. And, and then before you know it, they were full time and then they became my manager out front. And then we started hiring somebody else so they could do other duties and take more off my plate. And it progressed slowly. Hey, before we hear the rest of the story, I want to remind you that taking care of ourselves is one of the best ways to ensure that we can take care of others in our world. Getting the right nutrition is 80% of your wellness journey. But with our busy lives, who has time for lots of meal planning and prep? How do you even know what great nutrition is with all the conflicting information out there? Well, that's where Angie Niska and her team of wellness coaches at Rise Nutrition can help. Rise is an Herbalife nutrition club, a place to get a delicious, healthy shake on the go. Let me tell you, I've had them and they are delicious. It's hard to believe it's actually good for you when something tastes that good. You can also work with a coach to customize your program and take products home no matter where you live. Find Rise Nutrition on Facebook simply by looking up Rise Menominee, and that's R-I-Z-E, and you'll find info on all of their latest special flavors. If you are in Menominee, please do not forget to stop by to taste it for yourself. And to connect, just message them on Facebook or contact Angie directly at 715-308-0198 and take a step on your wellness journey. After all, our body is the house God gave us. It's our job to take care of it. Now, I simply can't explain to you how many people I run into because of what I do that talk about an idea that they have or this thought that's in their mind, but getting from the place where it's a thought in their mind to it being a reality is a real sticky place for so many people. So since I had the audience of a young man who's done just that, he took a dream and made it into a reality. I wanted to ask him, hey, for those people who are in that space, what is your advice as a person who has actually made that leap, who's made it happen, what is your advice? Go do what you're gonna do. Just start making steps, whether it's as small as 
starting to write some of the business plan, putting pen to paper and putting the financial forecast together, having somebody else do that for you, talking to a banker to make sure you got money, starting to figure out like where your location's going to be. I mean, starting to figure out what your product line, what your branding is going to look like, create a logo. You just got to start doing it. You start dreaming about it enough and you'll just keep being just a dream. That is such great advice. If we just allow our dream to stay in our head, it's just going to be a dream and it will never be anything else. But just take a step somewhere. Do something. When I was going to start Jesus Never Ran, as soon as I decided that I was actually going to do it, the first thing I did is I just purchased a website domain. That was my first step. And then once I had a walloping $12 invested in my business, I wasn't going to turn back. So even just taking that small step, number one, gave me something to work on. And number two, gave me an investment. No matter how small that might have been, I was invested in Jesus Never Ran. So before I spoke one word into a microphone, I just did something to prove to myself, to show myself that I was actually going to do it. Then what else, Matt? focus on what your company really is doing right so in the beginning everybody's money is great everybody's money is great so right like just you got to make sure income's coming in so you can pay the bills right um that was definitely apparent in the first couple of years of our business is just everybody like just sell product because we had to pay the bills uh it was very much a month to month just like a lot of people are like i live paycheck to paycheck Yep, most small businesses in the first few years are doing the same exact thing. Uh, but focus on what you're really good at, what you're truly good at, and what you're really selling, if it's a product or service, and focus on that as well as focus on what you do best as far as your role in the company and hire other people to do what they do well and let them focus on what they're doing well so you don't have to. Focusing on what you're good at. I tell you, I have heard that from so many entrepreneurs and difference makers that I've interviewed and talked to, that importance of understanding that you can't do it on your own. We were not put onto this earth with so many gifts and talents that we can just do all of it all by ourselves. That's not the point. That's not the purpose. Really working together is the purpose and all great things come as a result of people working together. And so again, look at what you're good at, get really hyper-focused in on that, and then figure out what other pieces of the puzzle need to be added. I feel like you've got one last thing, Matt. Don't make excuses for any part of it, really, because that's just going to hold you back. And you can make up excuses about everything that you're doing and say, I don't have enough money or I don't have enough time to do this but as soon as you start setting aside money or time for it or you know i don't have the capabilities to take a class figure it out you know it's it's kind of the same thing as the doing right is if you're making excuses you're not going to do it so i think a lot of people get held back by that and you can find plenty of reasons not to do what you want to do i guess it's up to you when you want to stop making excuses and start doing it right I guess it's up to you when you want to stop making excuses and start doing it. That is so amazing. One of the things I love about Matt is how blunt and honest he can be. But it's so true. We can always find the next excuse to keep us from doing that next thing. And honestly, just because you start that dream or start that journey that you're on doesn't mean more excuses aren't going to continue to come up. But at some point, we have to just understand that Every problem has an answer. Sometimes it just takes a while to find it. Now, as we draw this interview to a close, 
I really don't interview anybody who doesn't have an underlying cause to their story or to their business or to what they're doing. One of the things about Matt and Kayla's story is that they have struggled with infertility. They have two beautiful, amazing daughters, but they didn't enter this world without tons of struggle. And now they have a dream of using their dream to help other people in their situation. Gail and I have kind of put together a plan, uh, evidently a rainbow baby is a thing after you've had a series of miscarriages and, and those sort of unfortunate events. So um, then the baby that you end up having is you can refer to as a rainbow baby. Never knew this. I guess that's a thing. Um, but we're going to try to build a organization around it and release a wine. Um, it'll be released her birthday month, kind of like what we do with Adelina's uh, wine too. Except for this one's going to have more of a cause to the community and we're going to try to take up the proceeds from that wine and give it to some kind of organization in town to support people that are dealing with infertility or miscarriages, whatever it may be, whatever version of it, because there's a lot of different variables that go into that. Um, but we're hoping that, yeah, give 80% of the proceeds from that will just cover our labor pretty much on the, on the product and packaging and, and making it and the rest of it will go back supporting the family to do it because even for us it was a couple hundred bucks a month or something on some kind of pill for hormones or something that I don't know, my wife would know but I don't um, but you know it helped us get there it took like four years but it did and that'll be our way to kind of create another legacy that hopefully our kids will know something about down the road it's probably a little early for them to really grasp all that right now but that'll have some longevity to it where right now I'm hoping next year we can give like $20,000 back to the community to do that um, just for the proceeds of those sales for it. Matt, Rick, and Infinity Beverages are an example of how you do it. You find that thing that's deep within your heart, that thing that you love to do, and you just do it. You just get after it and you do it. And then you get extremely focused on what parts of that you're good at and then whatever you're not good at you get other people to do that so that you become a team as opposed to some sort of cowboy, all on my own, John Wayne entrepreneur because that just doesn't work in the long term. And then finally, once you find success, you don't use that just to pad your pockets, just to take a million vacations or just to say, look at what I did. You find that cause that's near and dear to you and you bless other people along the journey. Infinity Beverages is more than a winery. It's more than a distillery. It's a way to do things that make sense, that creates space in your life, and allows Matt and Kayla Rick to make a difference in this world. If you want to find out more about Infinity Beverages, go to their website at www.infinitybeverages.com. And of course, if you love listening to this podcast as much as I love making this podcast, help me out, help us out by subscribing to it. And then just scroll down a little bit and you'll see five stars. 
That's a great way to get people seeing this podcast. Just give us a five-star rating. And then if you have a little bit of time, give us a review as well. Those are the ways that people can see this podcast more clearly. And I want to get these stories into the ears of as many people as possible. We'll see you next time.